Blog Talk Radio. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Steeler Nation podcast. This is episode 23. I'm your host, Tyler Candelaria, presented by SteelerNation.com. Today, we'll break down the Steelers' 31-28 Sunday night football victory over the Green Bay Packers, which they improved into 9-2, still first in the AFC North and first overall in the AFC, tied with New England. That game obviously could be a tiebreaker in Week 15 in Pittsburgh. But we'll also break down our latest power rankings, and we'll talk about what a lot of people were talking about on Monday after the game Sunday. Steelers still maybe playing down to their competition. We'll break down all of that in just after a 15-minute break, and we'll talk all Steelers Nation football when we get back. We're back here with the Steeler Nation podcast, and of course, episode 23. I'm your host, Tyler Candelaria. Let's talk about that victory on Sunday. You know, it started off strong, good drive by Pittsburgh, and I mean, it started with that nice 38-yard kick return for Martavis Bryant. Obviously, no Juju Smith-Schuster, so Martavis Bryant had a much bigger role heading into this matchup, but Martavis Bryant returns the first kick 38 yards. It was short of the Short of the goal line, was a little bit at the one or two yard line. We kicks it 38 yards, and he, he's explosive back there. I, I, I like. We, we had we've had problems in the special team games. We've had problems with returners. We haven't always had the best of guys back there. But I think Martinez should get a chance. And Tomlin did speak today and said that Martinez could see some action back there going forward. And I think that's a, it's definitely a good opportunity to get something going, especially if the kicker turn game hasn't been too strong. If it's had Juju Smith Schuster. Terrell Watson, who was now released, Fitzgerald Toussaint, was put back to the 53-man active roster. Cam Sutton obviously suited up for his first game. He was active after being on the IR. He's back. He didn't really see much action, but maybe we'll see him later in the season. Still without Joe Hayden, so the corners, secondary, it was a little problem last night, but it's fixable. It's something last year the Steelers just, they obviously lacked. They're still fourth in points allowed. I think they're they might be fourth in overall defense. I'm not sure. Totally, I know they have like ninth in passing. They stopped the run pretty well. Not as much against Jamal Williams against Green Bay, but it's stuff that's fixable. Artie Burns expected more from him so far this year. He's got beat a few times this season, so hopefully he steps it up later since we need him, especially with Joe Hayden down. Going back to the drive, seeing the Steelers went right at it. 20-yard pass to Antonio Brown to start it. Bell ran well, and we get all the way down to inside the five. Well, from that, it's about a third and goal from the two-yard line. They tried to reverse it, and Martavis couldn't get in, got tripped up, got to the one. Steelers go for it, which I like because, I, you know, three is, is trouble sometimes in the red zone. We take a lot of threes. Obviously, you'll take the points when you can, but when you're at the one-yard line, playing a team like Green Bay, that should be that's a team that you could go for it like that. So it starts off with a shovel pass for a touchdown to our tight end, Xavier Grimble. Steelers start out 6 nothing after a missed extra point by Chris Boswell. We'll get into that because, obviously, Boswell kicked a much bigger field goal than just that silly extra point that he missed early in the game. We get on defense 6 nothing. 
And it, it seems like almost, obviously, last week they won 40-17, to 17, but it was close in the first half. I think it was like 16-7 to 7 at the first half at the end. But it seemed like the Steelers, you know, they started off really hot, like at home, like they did last week. And it just, it just didn't, didn't consistently happen. At least we saw the offense wake up the past two weeks scoring over 30 points, and last week 40, this week 31. So that's good to see. It was a little bit more on the defensive side, maybe a little bit in the secondary. But so Green Bay, they ran well with Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams played really well for them. Huntley played well. I think he had over 240 yards. He had three touchdown passes. And we turned the ball over three times. So that also helped Green Bay. And it, it could have been much more of a – bigger win if we don't have those turnovers. Ben throws two picks, the ball on the ground once. But they drive down and ends up in a 39-yard touchdown by Randall Cobb as Brent Huntley found him. And that was like the start of many chunk plays against the Steelers defense this week. And there were, you know, there was a few, it was three of them. And they came up on the next few drives. As Pittsburgh gets the ball back, it was tough for Ben because Ben, I think I believe there were six drops by Steelers receivers in the first half. I believe three by Eli Rogers. He was struggling early. A lot of, you know, a lot of third downs. Rogers wasn't catching in her second down. Wasn't catching it past the first down marker. But Ben, this could have been on in this interception. It was picked, returned for a touchdown. They reviewed it and they, you know, figured that he was touched by Rogers. So they didn't end up being a pick six. But again, they drive down the field a little bit. I think it was either a third and eight or a third and six. Uh, Shazier was, you know, faking the pressure on Huntley to try to fool the young quarterback. But then as he was supposed to play one man off the running back, Jamal Williams, he's done well this year. He had a couple of picks off those plays. He's done really well. He overpursued a little bit. He does that sometimes. Obviously one of the best uh, defense players in the league. He's, he's probably in the running for defensive player of the year. But overpursued a little bit. It was screened to Jamal Williams on 54 yards for the score. And Steelers all of a sudden at the end of the first quarter trailed 14-6. to six. Obviously, after missing the extra point, and it was like, all right, so chunk plays. That's you know, after Tomlin refers it to you, they, they, that's what the defense have allowed a lot this year. They haven't, you know, they've let the fourth, you know, least points in the NFL per game, but chunk plays have been the problem. Long touchdowns, especially with Cody Sensabaugh out there too. Ari Burns has been playing that well, but Cody Sensabaugh, we need Joe Hayden now. You obviously saw how good Joe Hayden played is there, but you know, Sensabaugh will step in and he'll he'll do his thing. But, you know, like I said, chunk plays have been the problem for us. But the I, I like how the offense responded. It wasn't just like they came right back and they attacked this Green Bay defense, which isn't great. They attacked the defense. They did their thing. So down 14-6, we get the ball back. You know, a couple of big plays here and there. Bell, like I said, ran very well ran for 95 yards. And I think caught over 80 yards. He was 80 or a little bit over, but he had 12 receptions as well. So, I mean, Bell, you know, he caught the ball well, leading, leading receptions. Because I think A.B. had 10 and Bell at 12. But Bell going over 180 total yards, or 170, I think it was 175, 180 something total yards. But, you know, Bell played well. You know, the three Bs played well, especially Boswell, as we'll get into at the end. And Steelers dried down the field, and it was good, like I said, to get Martavis Bryant really involved in this game. He had four catches for 40 yards and a touchdown, which is on that drive. It was Ben to Martavis for a 17-yard touchdown. And Pittsburgh was right back in. It was 14-12. It went for two early. I like that call. And they find A.B. for the two-point conversion, tie the game. And to go to the half, it was 14-14. to So Pittsburgh, you know, start, ended out, you know, with a solid touchdown. Could have gotten more, got, you know, cost 50. Couldn't get it in. Couldn't get the first downs after a couple drops, like I said, by Eli Rogers. And six total drops in the first half by Steeler receivers. 
which is the struggle for Ben? I've been, you know, guys all over ESPN or anybody else that Ben hadn't still been playing well. I think the past couple of games, Ben's played really well. He had over 350 yards. He had uh, four touchdowns, two picks. One was tipped at the line, so that, I mean, that could have been on him too. Um, and one was one was probably on him, but he got better as it went on. So, I mean, he's he's been playing better than he did. In, if you look at the beginning of the season and look where he's playing now the past couple of games, He's really improved, and I decided to see. It's kind of confusing why people. I think it was like Max Kellerman on first take was really, you know, trashing on Ben. So I, I don't know. I think getting he's getting better. And I think that you know it's going to progress throughout the end of the last five games of the season. What we'll did to see? And it, people have been talking about you know playing down to opponents, which you know the Steelers have done in the past, and, and they've done it a little bit this year. They've only really lost one of the games to Chicago. We saw it against Jacksonville since early in the season. Didn't think Jacksonville was as good as they really are. I mean, they don't really have a quarterback, but they have a good run game and a very strong defense. So that's why Jacksonville is still seven and four and in a playoff spot. But that's just you know been a little bit of a problem for Pittsburgh. We'll get more into that. You know, finish recapping the game. So it's fourteen fourteen at the half. Green Bay ends up scoring early, a long touchdown. I think it was over like fifty five yards. To, Devontae Adams, he beat Sensabaugh, you know, had a double double move, faked out Sensabaugh, got to the end zone. They went up 21-14, and then after that, it was the second Ben interception. It was, he tried to dump it off to Bell. It was tipped to the line and picked. So then, all of a sudden, you know, Green Bay is in, is in Steeler territory, already leading 21-14. We had a couple big sacks, a big stop, big sack from Cam Hayward. All of a sudden, we get the ball. Well, they actually attempted – a long 57-yard field goal. Hasn't been made. In Heinz Field, there hasn't been a field goal made over 53 yards. And they hit the 57. It was way off. And Steelers had a great field position. And eventually score a touchdown. I think they scored later than that, though. But score a touchdown. On a one, they drive all the way down. And a one-yard touchdown fade route to Big Ben to A.B. Steelers tied it up at 21. And that was the score heading to the fourth quarter. Steelers finally got a lead in that fourth quarter on a long, I believe it was was at least over four, I think it was 50-something yard touchdown to Antonio Brown. No, maybe it was 40-something. Antonio Brown scored his second touchdown. Again, he had 10 catches for I think like 169 and two scores. So Brown's still doing his thing. But probably been the MVP of this team so far. This season has been the most consistent of at least all the killer Bs at least. And still go up 28 to, you know, 21. And the defense, you know, all I had to get is a few stops. They couldn't get the stop, the big stops at the end. And all of a sudden, Jamal Williams runs in a four-yard touchdown. Very late in the game. Well, not very late in the game. He scores for about a few minutes left in the game. Pittsburgh gets his back. He's forced to punt. So, all of a sudden, with about a minute left, Green Bay gets it back in a 28-28 game. They don't do much. That's when the defense actually stepped up. And the Steelers had about no Steelers still had, what, two timeouts, I believe, and they didn't have much time at all. It was like under what a catch by Antonio Brown. They get inside the 35 of Green Bay, call their last timeout, four seconds left. Like we said, longest field goal at Heinz Field, the 53-yarder. Boz comes in, kicks a 53-yarder, no time remaining, walks it off. Steelers win 31-28, get out of Heinz with a victory and head to nine and two. So like we said, we're going to talk about, you know, the Steelers playing down to their opponents. You can say that because, you know, starting week one, it was early. It was an AFC North game. 
but against the 0-11 Cleveland Browns, Steelers only defeated them 21-18. to It's only a three-point win. You look at Chicago. They lose to Chicago 23-17 to in overtime. Before Green Bay, they hadn't let up over 20 points in regulation, just 17 they had allowed at most. But you look at game, well, Jacksonville, people could have said in the beginning, obviously can't really talk about that now. But you look at games like that, and who else we got to think here? <laughs> it's been a, probably a few weeks, but, oh, Colts, yeah. 20-17 to 17 against the Colts, a victory that they had to pull out at the end. It's just been a common thing, not just this year, but it's been a common thing in the past few years. But like, like people said, Steelers are going to get a bye this year. It's depending on one or two. It's probably going to be based on who wins that Week 15 matchup in Pittsburgh with the Patriots visiting the Steelers. It'd be, that'd be really big for us because Tom Brady, said, yeah, I think he's 10-2 and two against us in his career. That's been the big game. People have been criticizing Tomlin because in an interview with Tony Dungy, he said he's been looking forward to that, that game, which that could be, you know, the first or the second time this year. So people think he's looking ahead, which a coach should never do because that's what the Steelers do sometimes, look ahead to the bigger games. They got, you know, they obviously got Cincinnati on Monday night playing a little bit better. Cincinnati now at five and six, still fighting for that last wild card spot. So they're still playing for a lot of stuff. The Steelers got to go in there. They got to pull out a win. They got to do it. And they got to put up points. I mean, they, I'm glad that the offense has started – to put more points on the board the past couple of weeks. We were one of five teams that hadn't even put up 30 points before that week. So it was, it was, it was been confusing. It's been you know, a little confusing at points because you think with all these stuff, the Steelers, I think, are the most talented team in football. If you look at the, on the names on paper, they got to be the most talented team in football, in my opinion, at least. In most people's opinion, if you look at the, look at the players' names, just look at the names there. Um, didn't have Juju Smith-Schuster. People are saying, Oh, what's gonna happen when Juju comes in now? I don't. I never knew it was a problem that if you added a, a good player on your team, it's gonna be worse. I think the offense is starting to figure it out. I think it's gonna, you know, help out a lot more. I think Martavis Bryant can definitely start getting more involved. Didn't have a huge game, but played a little bit better. Got to the end zone, so it's probably a good feeling for Martavis. And I think this just this the team can really make moves. No matter if people say, oh, they play down, they do this, they do that. When you get to the playoffs, you aren't playing any bad teams. You can't play down any teams in the playoffs. Always a big game. People are like, oh, if they face Jacksonville in the division rounds, it's going to be a lot different. Remember, it wasn't as bad of a loss. It was, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a huge blowout like that. Miami last year, Steelers had to play them in the wild card game. Absolutely dominated them. Just remember that, you know, after losing to them, didn't play well at all in the regular season. They came to Heinz and Pittsburgh absolutely crushed them. It was just, you know, that's just the Steelers in the playoffs. They're a different team in December and January, and Big Ben's a different quarterback when he gets to that time. So, you get to the playoffs, you aren't playing any bad teams. So, that's all that really matters when you get to that point. So, playing down to the competition, you can take that, you know, out of out of any kind of scenario. You know, Steelers play way better at home. Uh, if they can beat the Patriots, secure up first, you know, the bye is the number one seed. That would really help the Steelers. I think it, it really just, you know, that would be it hasn't happened in a really long time. The number one seed would be really big. The only thing, like, I don't know if it's just me, but sometimes I worry about what the Steelers, you know, beat the Patriots in uh, week 15, end up with the number one seed. They faced the Patriots. Let's just say they faced the Patriots in the AFC championship. 
what, what happens with the Patriots? It's tough to beat the Patriots once. I can't imagine how tough it is to beat them twice in one year. Like you're thinking, if they, we beat them once, how tough is it going to be to beat them twice? Especially they saw what we had, saw what we did. It's just going to be really tough. But I guess that proves how good of a team you are. Then you look at the other way and say, oh, if we lose, they can expose us. They're still at home. Then we're, you know, okay. So, I don't know. I guess it can be bad at either either way you look at it. You don't want to play in New England. You want to play at home. It's going to be tough to beat them twice if you can do it. But we'll see how it goes. It's going to be, you know, tough game. Got got crushed by him last year in the AFC Championship. We want revenge still. We've had drama all this year. You know, they persevered all the way through it. And through 12 weeks, I'm satisfied. Nine and two, number one seed in the AFC. People, I remember I tweeted out uh, a couple of days ago, you know, I remember when this team was three and two after that loss to Jacksonville, and fans were saying, oh, this is an eight and eight team, or maybe a nine and seven team at best now. They're nine and two, and they're on a six game win streak since that loss. And they're doing their thing. Maybe they're not winning games like what people have wanted them to win by, but they're winning games like Ben, you know, said a while ago. People say it's not college football. They're not going to debate you on how big you win games, how close you win them. A win's a win. And at the end of the day, number one seed, the number one seed, you get home field advantage in the playoffs. We're looking right now at the Steelers and Patriots probably being the top two dogs in the AFC. The NFC is a little bit different. There's, there's um, Eagles are ten and one. You got tough teams there like the Saints at eight and three. You got the Vikings at nine and two. The Rams at eight and three. You even got guys in the wild card. I don't know the Panthers. They're an eight and three team. I don't know how much of a threat they are. But Atlanta's on the come up now back to seven and four, still could fight for that division, only one game behind New Orleans, but in third place in that division. You got Seattle still seven and four. They didn't play great this year, but they're seven and four. There's a lot of teams in the NFC, like I said, that can fight for a spot, but if you look at the AFC, it's kind of top heavy and you would think, you know, the Steelers and Patriots would be the two teams. You got right now Tennessee sitting at seven and four in the three seed. I don't think they, they match up well with a lot of playoff teams. At the four seed, you got the Chiefs, who started out 5-0. and Steelers sent them their first loss, but ever since that, the Chiefs are 1-5 in, in their last six. They're now at 6-5, and five, but they're still leading their division. But, you know, teams are catching them. Chargers are a really hot team. They're now 5-6. and six. Raiders are playing a little bit better. They're 5-6. and six. So they're right on, you know, right, right behind uh, Kansas City. At, uh, they're both 5-6, and six, so just, a game out, so Kansas City's got to start playing a little better. People are talking about maybe giving Mahomes a chance. Everybody's talking about how good Smith was in the beginning of the year. Even I, even I thought it. But spending, I don't, I don't know. Like he, people talked about, you know, Alex Smith always threw the ball down the field, and he was playing, you know, out of his mind in the beginning of the year. He's back to kind of a check down kind of player. That's you know the quarterback he's been for most of his career. So they're struggling now. But then we look at the five seed. You look at Jacksonville, they're at 7-4. and four. you got to think that Jacksonville and Tennessee are locks. I don't know who wins that division. I think Jacksonville can end up winning that division. But I think they're locks, I think. I think it's the sixth seed is the one that people are fighting for. Right now it's the Ravens, who aren't a great team. We, they, had a good, they have a good defense, but we've seen how horrible their offense has been. Even with a win last night against Houston, it just hasn't looked good. Flacco hasn't. Yet healthy receivers last night just hasn't looked good in general. Ravens aren't they? They make the playoffs, but then you look at the Hunt, the Bills, uh, who just beat the Chiefs, are six and five. But based on AFC wins, they're behind the Ravens. Uh, you look behind them. You got the, I think the Bengals are five and six right behind them. The Chargers are five and six. I think Chargers are still going for that 
AFC uh, South, uh, South AFC West division. I think the Chargers are going to win that division. I, it's going to be. I don't think Oakland's going to be involved in any of this. They're five and six. But you got Crabtree now suspended for a couple of games. You have Amari Cooper with a concussion. They've been so up and down this season. So you, I don't really know what to expect out of this. Out, you know, out of the Oakland Raiders. I think the Chargers. They're one of the hottest teams in football right now. So I think they have a really good chance of winning the AFC West. But if they don't, I think they will still get the wild card. So that's my prediction. I think if my realistic prediction of how this all sets out, I think it's going to be one seed. I think you got to go Patriots or Steelers. I don't even want to bet on that game yet because, I don't know, that's just too hard to bet on. So I'll just say they're one or two. I think three is going to be Jacksonville. I think four is going to be Kansas City. Five, Tennessee. And six, Sandy, or I keep calling them San Diego. You know, eight Chargers. I, I've called them that for like weeks so far this year. So still been a little bit of a tough transition to get them now. I think San Diego oh, said it again. <laughs> the LA Chargers, I think, are going to be the sixth seed. They have a chance to be in the fourth seed, though, if they can win that or win that division. So there's a lot of shaking up to do. I, but like we said, everybody said Steelers and Patriots are probably the top dogs. And, you know, pro- I don't want to just put them in the AFC championship, but they have definitely the best chance. Out of all teams so far in the AFC this season, like we talked about, we said we we're going to talk about our latest power rankings. We posted those today, team power rankings. You can check them out, out on SteelerNation.com. Post them on our Twitter, at SteelerNation, on our Facebook. Go in the search bar, search SteelerNation.com. You can find them all there. Right now in our top – I'll actually list our top ten, but we usually put out just our top five and six through 32 or below. We had last week, we had – well, Eagles have been there for a while. I think I've had the Eagles there since they were six and one. Yeah, that's when I had them. So they've been there for a while now at ten and one. They got a big game, a couple of big games coming up. I don't know about this week, but they play in a couple of weeks. They play against the Rams, so it's going to be a big game, especially you know for seeding. So we'll see how Eagles can play out their 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 remaining schedule. They've had one of the weaker schedules in the NFL, but ten and one. I've had them there since they've been six and one, and the Eagles are doing their thing. Last week I had the Steelers at two after the big win and the Patriots at three. I, ch- I flipped it a little bit just, just based on the way the Steelers played that last game. They still got the win just based on how they – I smoothed them down to three. I put the Patriots up to two. For as much as I didn't want to do it, I did it. At four, the Vikings moved up from five to four. As the Saints were at four before that, the Vikings go up to four. I moved the Rams from six to five. They get up one spot. So the Rams are back in the top five. Saints drop from four to six. Seven, I moved from, from I think, nine or ten. So, seven is Atlanta. I put Atlanta up there. They moved from nine, nine or ten. Eight is uh, Carolina. We got Carolina up there. Nine is – who did I put it? Nine. Ten – I know ten is Jacksonville still. Nine is – got who's got to be? You got to be someone really good. So, we got to think of that. It's AFC or – it's definitely not AFC. I know 11 is the Chargers since they've been, you know, they've been uh, merging. They're def- they're at 11, so it's got to be an NFC team. I think I think it's Seattle. I got it at nine. Yes, definitely Seattle. I got it at nine. So you can see our power rankings at SteelerNation.com. And we like, just got breaking news today. Well, we've known about it, but today we finally released it. Is on Friday we'll be joined by four, former Steeler quarterback for, you know, was last year of his career started a couple games and Big Ben went down. Backed up Ben the rest of the year, Michael Vick. He'll be joining us on Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Tweet us your questions or send them to us anyway on our message board at SteelerNation.com. 
You can, you know, email them to us and you can send them to our Instagram DMs, whatever you want to do. If you want to ask your question to Michael Vick, joining us for you know, a quick little segment. Uh, we really appreciate him taking the time to do it. You know, he's a really busy guy, especially at the moment. He was booked up all of November, but he will be joining us on Friday. So it'll be good to talk to him, the former Steeler, former four-time pro bowler, obviously more known with the Atlanta Falcons and the Philadelphia Eagles. and had a very good career. I'll finish it up with the Steelers. So, you know, it's a good way to get him on the show. Good guy. He, well, he's been doing, you know, he's been doing a lot better. Um, it's just... I, I the show it hasn't we haven't been posting as many as we had earlier in the season. I'm definitely going to get that going now. Just have it. You got the plans. Add more episodes. Sometimes if you get certain plans, you can't add as many as each week. So we've got the plan back where we can add as many episodes. I think it's you know five to ten per week. So we got a lot now that we can add. So we'll definitely be posting a lot more. We're gonna have Reggie Jackson. Obviously, that's baseball. One of the you know top baseball players in Yankees history. We'll actually have him. He's a huge Steeler fan. He'll be joining the show in the future. So we've got a lot of, you know, future guests coming up. A lot of uh, Xavier Grimble will be, should be joining us next week live in studio. So, you know, a lot of things coming up for the Steeler Nation podcast. A lot of you guys for the viewers, for the fans, and everybody make sure to check us out on our Instagram at SteelerNation.com, on our Twitter at SteelerNation. Check out SteelerNation.com. Again, you've been listening to the Steeler Nation podcast. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I'm your host, Tyler Candelaria. Have a good one, everyone. Cannot change in the head, deep off in the main. Eminem, we like candy cane. Drop the top, pop it, let it bang. For this life, I cannot change.